You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Rhonda Hartman, driver for Old Dominion Freight Lines and the only female member of America's road team. Rhonda Hartman is a professional driver for Old Dominion Freight Lines who's been behind the wheel for 34 years. Now, as the only female member of the American Trucking Association's America's Road Team, she's part of a national public outreach program to help spread the word about safety on the highway. In March of 2017, Rhonda and her America's Road Team captains got to spend some time at the White House and speak to President Donald Trump about issues concerning all of today's truckers. Joining me on the phone today is Rhonda Hartman, pickup and delivery driver for Old Dominion Freight Line. Rhonda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to join you. I caught you on the job today. It seems like uh, you're you're busy. You have uh, a couple of things going on right now. Yes, there's there's always a lot of things going on in pickup and delivery. <laughs> um, so, Rhonda, how did you get involved in trucking? Well, I started um, back in the '80s, just after deregulation. Uh, when deregulation happened, it made it so that so many more um, individuals could get into the business. We were farmers. It uh, also happened about the same time. It was also the farming crisis in the 80s. So there was a lot of uh, farmers that were um, kind of moved out of farming or had to reduce back to what they were doing. So we took the semi that we delivered grain with and went out on the road delivering grain uh, down to Arkansas, and then bringing what's called feather meal back to Iowa to the dog food plant. Now, trucking is still predominantly male. I think it's about 95%, if I'm correct. What is that like for you as a female trucker? It kind of depends on the individuals, I guess. I, I still, you know, you're still going to run into people who, you know, believe that it's, you know, that it's still mostly a male industry and it is it, it probably always will be because of the commitment that's involved it's physically hard work and a lot of you know women might not want to get into that but if you're a fiercely what i say fiercely independent woman uh it's definitely a very good industry to get into there's so many jobs within it Plus, the equipment is definitely better than it was in the 80s. One thing about the, uh, for America's road team, when I was selected, a lot of the first questions were, you know, how is it to be the only woman? You know, how are you treated there? And I, and it kind of fell into the industry as a whole when you ask that question. For me, it has always been about respect the industry and the fact that I do not just represent the women that drive out here. I feel like I represent all drivers. And for me, if I, I have always felt that if I'm doing my job to the best of my ability and the guys know that I am, you know, pulling my own weight, they respect me for what I'm doing for the most part. You know, 99.99% of them will have total respect for what I'm doing, and they treat me that way in, in kind. You know, they I've never really had too much trouble in my life with men thinking that I don't belong here because I grew up as a farm girl, so I grew up working hard, and I don't know how to do anything else, so I think they've always... Um, treated me with respect because I do my job as, as well as they do. I think that's a, a good 
point to make out there also is that I feel like I represent all. And when I got on America's Road Team, when I was made a member of that this year, I told everyone I have 19 new brothers. So my my family reunions are going to get big. And speaking of that, your road team captains, uh, America's Road Team captains, that's part of the American Trucking Association. Is that right? Yes. America's and- Road Team is selected every two years. Great. And you are the only female on the team. On this year's selection, yes. It started out with uh, over 2,200 applicants from across the United States, and there were several women within that group. But when they nail it down to 33 to take us to Washington, D.C. to do the final selection process, I was the only woman left in that group and then the only one selected of the 20 that were selected this year. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And speaking of that, on March 23rd, the road team captains, along with David Congdon, CEO of Old Dominion Freight Line, got to visit the White House and sit with President Donald Trump. Yes. (laughs) That was awesome. Before America's road team, I could not have imagined anything that I would do in my life to get to be at the White House. So that was that was very exciting to get a chance to do that and sit down and visit with the President of the United States about trucking. Um, mostly we were there for the first part of the conversation about how the health care affects the truck drivers. And then we talked some about logistics, also with the infrastructure and things like that. He was very curious to know what our jobs actually are and what we deal with every day. What were some of the other highlights of that meeting? Well, Vice President Pence was there also, so we did get to meet with him also. Um, when they came out of the White House, we had two semis sitting there, nose to nose. And that was an amazing experience. First of all, it's never happened before. Trucks have never been allowed there. So to be Great. a part of making history, that's pretty amazing. Uh, President Trump was very curious about the trucks and what was inside and how that affects our job, what we do every day. Uh, they have the, the truck he got into has lane assist. It has forward-facing camera. Um, also, uh, a people net kind of situation that can track your movements and you can get a hold of uh, someone if you need to in an emergency situation, does your automatic logbooks for you. So he was very interested in all of that stuff, and he got to talk with uh, John Lex, uh, one of the road team captains that was in the truck with him. And uh, that was very awesome to get to see. They did not think he would do that. So for him to get in the truck and have that many uh, questions about it was amazing. And then we went into the White House, and we got to sit down at a table with him. I think there was 18 around the table and then the rest were flanking on both sides. And it was an amazing experience, actually. He's extremely uh, witty and funny and uh, interested in what, you know, what, what we did as a job every day. Tell me honestly, while you were sitting there, were you nervous at all? It was strange, but I really, I really wasn't. The, something I haven't said to too many people, and I've never seen any footage of where they actually showed this happening, but we were all in the room first, and then the president and the vice president walked in, and we all stood up, of course, when they walked into the room. 
and he actually pulled my chair out so I could sit down. The President of the United States pulled my chair out. <laughs> That's definitely a story to pass down to your kids and grandkids. <laughs> Absolutely. I kept thinking, there's going to be a picture of this somewhere, and there wasn't. And he slid my chair underneath, you know, as we, as I sat down, and then he sat down. I thought that was so amazing. That was probably one of the most surprising things that happened. Everybody keeps saying, well, he's definitely not like a, a normal president. I don't know that any other president would pull a chair out for a truck driver. So <laughs> now, when you were sitting around the table with him, what issues were you discussing? Well, we started out when the media was in there with the health care and how it affects trucking. There is one, I don't think there was any drivers within our group that was an owner-operator that was there, but some of the companies that were there have owner-operators that lease to them and how that affects, you know, everybody's deductibles are, you know, have gone up since past administrations and, and the health care issues. And so we talked a lot about that and how that affected. But mostly once he got to the truck driver's, he was very interested in how we get the kind of uh, years driving without accidents. He was fascinated by that. <laughs> Went driver by driver to hear that. And then wow. uh, once the media left, we talked about infrastructure, you know, how that it, it definitely affects every mile we do on how good, uh, you know, the roads, the bridges, you know, how good a shape those are in in our country. So did you come away from that meeting feeling confident that he was going to adequately address those issues? Oh, yes. He definitely wants to do that. I think it's, it's, it'll come down, you know, obviously to being able to get the money, you know, procured to do that kind of thing. But beyond that, it will be, um, you know, just deciding how the money is, is allocated to get done what we need to do. I think, from visiting with him, he's very interested in getting the one six that we have now uh, first. So I'm, yes, he he has a lot of really great questions about that. So what about other things in the industry that are going on right now that may be potential disruptors? Things like autonomous trucking. What are your thoughts about that kind of thing? Well, I guess I'm, <laughs> I am definitely of the belief that the safest thing within a truck is the driver itself and that is the, the the most important safety feature there's so many times i can't even begin to tell you in the 34 years since i started driving a semi how many times i see things coming up from behind me there's not any way that an autonomous truck could even judge that you know when you're watching behind you and you see somebody veering from their lane an autonomous truck is not going to be able to see that for me personally i'm going to try to you know slow down move away from that person you know i don't know if they're just not paying attention or what's going on so that by the time they come by me when an autonomous truck would know what was going on it might be too late to actually do something about that if you are 
making those adjustments prior to it. So I just, I'm not a big fan of the autonomous sure. trucks. I, I think if they had their own lane, their own, you know, where nobody else was driving around them but autonomous vehicles, that would be awesome. But I just, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah. Are there any other issues uh, that you would have liked to have addressed at the White House? Well, I can't really think of any that we had kind of a limited amount of time there. Mm -hmm. So I can't really think of anything that, you know, wasn't covered. That was not something that was talked about too much. There was just a little bit about it with one of the CEOs. Um, They talked just a few sentences about autonomous vehicles, but... Um, beyond that, it was more dealing with the, you know, the things at hand that come up in the campaign. Were there any surprises from the whole experience? Uh, yes, absolutely. He's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) the, the media never really shown that, has shown that side of him. He has a great sense of humor and that came out several times. If anybody has heard any of the video from it, you hear us laughing a lot. And it really was because he's just extremely down to earth and he was very funny. And, you know, when you get a chance (laughs) to visit with somebody at that level, I guess that was the thing that surprised me the most. That and the fact that he was so interested in what we did every day as a job. Yeah, he looked like he was enjoying his time up there in the cab. Yes, I think he really did. And then once we got inside to actually get to visit with every single driver in there and, and hear a little bit about our story and how many years we've been driving um, without an accident, uh, when you get to 29.4 million miles, I think, between the 12 drivers, um, he was he, he couldn't even like hardly wrap his head around that number. He's like, I just don't understand that you can do that. And he kept saying that. So <laughs> it was awesome. You mentioned that uh, you've been in the industry for 34 years now. How much longer do you think you're going to be doing this? Well, I don't know. I hope till I retire. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of it comes, it comes down to your, your DOT physical every year. Those things have become uh, much more prevalent than what they used to be. Um, the requirements for a truck driver now when you get your DOT physical is getting closer and closer to what pilots have to be qualified for. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, as long as, uh, you know, that I'm healthy and can continue to do this, you know, I could do this easily till I retire. I love the business. I really do. That's great. Rhonda, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I believe the saying is keep on trucking. Yes, absolutely. Keep on trucking and do it safe. (laughs) Thank you very much for your time. Oh, thank you very much for wanting to hear what I have to say. That's awesome. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash get il. That's bit.ly slash get underscore I-L, and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. 
For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. All of these links will be available in the show notes. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.